tight. What's up, Snapbacks and Interbrews, the podcast experience back on your airwaves, on your speakers. That is Austin Share. I'm Hunter Hornstein. Uh, what up? What up, Snapbackers? We're back here on a beautiful Thursday. What it do, Austin? Oh, you know, just another completely and totally normal week. The world is definitely not falling apart around us. Uh, there's nothing to be concerned about. Uh, I don't understand why anybody, especially folks our age, would have any sort of anxiety right now uh, at all. (laughs) Every day is a new adventure. It is fucking exhaust. Damn it. I try not to curse. I'm trying not to curse that early in, in an episode, and I did it again. But we every didn't even day, make it 30 seconds. No, it, like, quite literally didn't even make it 30 seconds. Under a minute. Dang. Um, all right. Timer starts now. Uh, yeah. Every day it's something new. It's something it's, uh, new. Dude, it's bad. Like I, um, I, I, I don't have a reason for this, but each of the last now going on – maybe like five or six nights. It's been a long time. Um, like I'll get into bed at like a normal time, you know, between 1130, 12. Right. And I just won't fall asleep until after three. Um, and you know, like the first little bit is my fault, you know, cause like I'm like scrolling through Twitter or, you know, just watching TikToks mindlessly. But then like once I put my phone down and I turn the light off, like I'm pretty good about falling asleep. Not this past week. Don't know what it is, but I am just, like I'm, I'm the proverbial like laying on my back with my hands folded across my chest, staring up at the ceiling, waiting to go to sleep, and I just can't. Waiting for your sleep paralysis demon to come yeah. and just be like, "Hey, dude." Yeah, and and like I would like to be able to attribute it to something, but I'm I'm like I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, man, like I have no reason to be more like anxious or worried about anything this week than I have since I don't know March. You know, like this has just been ongoing. It's so bad how much it's just become part of like, it's just, it is what it is. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like that video. It is what it is. It is um, what it is. It's, that's not, that's not a good thing. Uh, I can't sleep without uh, some kind of light or sound going on. So I always like the office is my go-to. Um, I just let it play. And then I like, I, I'm not watching it in bed. I literally just turn it on whatever, wherever I picked up. It goes and I roll over and I fall asleep to that. Um, I I can't like, I can't not fall asleep to like, if it's just totally dark and quiet, I get in my own brain too much. And like the little voice inside me is yelling at me saying there's something bad is going to happen. <laughs> so that's like the, the light, the light is what I struggle with. Like I need almost complete total darkness, but sound, I need like white noise. So I usually sleep with like several fans pointed at me um, so that I'm comfortable. But even if not, like I have like one of those fan apps on my phone that just like makes a humming sound and I'll just blast that shit two inches away from my ear. Um, and it just drowns out all of the negativity for the most part. Again, like I don't even think that I'm like, I'm not like actively freaking out over anything. Like I'm just laying there just unable 
physically to put my body to sleep. Yeah. Times are tense. That's all. Um, if you are a new listener to the the show, that's Austin Share. I'm Hunter Hornstein. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is Snapbacks and Interbrews. Every Monday and Thursday. Monday, you get an interbrew. Uh, this week, you heard Anthony uh, from D.C. currently in Miami. That was a great episode. Um, and then Thursdays, you get Austin and I just kind of ranting and raving. So uh, welcome to the Snapbackers fam if you're new. If you are not new and you've been riding us from day one, the OGs, uh, we appreciate and love y'all as well. You want to know You want to know something funny? Yeah. So one of my buddies uh, who is an avid uh, weekly listener, uh, shout out to Tyler. I might have shouted him out the last episode as well, but I, I don't want to get too dick sucky here, but he's my boy. He texted me and said uh, he listened to, to our episode with Anthony and was like, uh, listening to Hunter, I had no idea that he was short. Like I would have never guessed that he was short. And I said, well, that's funny because that's one of the compliments that I mentioned that is a positive thing to, to tell a short person. But also he followed that up with congratulations on finding friends, your height, which I thought was massively offensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up, Tyler. That's fucked up, brother. Uh, but yes, it is. It is nice to know that that the compliments were heard, um, and then also that the insults are still plentiful. You know, it's just nice to know that the duality of man still exists. One of my best friends in college, his name's Brock Beal. He plays lacrosse for the uh, Western Australia Australian national team. Um, he uh, he's like six two or something like that. He's, he's a good, he's a big guy. I mean, he's a fucking lacrosse player, but he's a big guy. Um, but we were like inseparable in college. He was my roommate. We hosted a radio show. Um, I called their games. Like it just, we were always together. And, uh, you should have gotten closer to Hannah stocking instead of him, but that's fine. Yeah. That, but that callback, Hannah stocking people, people are literally like, what is going on over there? Um, but yeah, so it was, that dynamic was always fun, funny because like he was head and shoulders taller than me and people were always like, Oh look, Brock, your little brother, you brought your little brother. So I fuck you. He's only two months older than me or whatever he is. Maybe he's three months older. I don't know. But, uh, that's funny. I'm glad that I don't sound short because I'm very short. Yeah, Very no, you, sound, you sound booming on on the mic o- over the the airwaves. That's all that matters. Face for radio <laughs> is what they say. Yeah. Face for radio. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm okay with being short. I said it on Monday's episode. I'm okay with being short. I've been short my entire life. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it is what it is. It. You know, we we keep rocking, rocking and rolling. I mean, I think. You know what? Actually, here's something. Uh, have you ever dated anybody that's taller than you? Oh, what do you mean dated? I mean, okay, so dated is a loose term at this point in our lives. But like seen, yeah. hooked up with, hung out with more, yes. yeah. like anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Someone that's yes. taller than you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, same here. Yeah. I it, felt no, there was no issue with that for me. No, I kind of, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a... Um, I mean, it's, it's just a comfort thing. Yeah. I mean, like I, like, I think I said it on a, on a way previous episode, but like it took me until recently, like within the last 12 months to, to come to an actual realization of how short I am. Like I was standing next to, to one of my best friends from college who is a legitimate, like six, three. And after not seeing him for a few years, 
and being back next to him, I was like, dude, like, did you grow? And he was like, nah, motherfucker, this is how it's always been. And I was like, nah, man, like, you just didn't. <laughs> yeah, I just never realized. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't really understand or comprehend. So I think, I think recently for better or for worse, I don't think it's for worse. I think it's just kind of indifferent, but recently I have, uh, it, it kind of come to a, a more serious grip with, um, you know, being five, seven. And I also, you know, shout out to Anthony for, for having me on his podcast, the, the man in the arena. Um, we talked about, you know, one of the, one of the jokes, uh, that he says is when somebody asks how tall he is, he goes, Oh, I'm six feet in heels. Um, and you know, like, yeah, that's, there's, there's truth to that, right? Like if you, if you understand how tall you are and you understand your limitations, like I'm not going to dunk, I'm never going to dunk. I understand that. And I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but I also know that like realistically there's never a top shelf that I can't reach. Yeah. Like I'm not like a, a legal midget and I'm, I'm not, you know, struggling to perform everyday tasks. Um, but yeah, it is very interesting that, that I think for, for the vast majority of my life, I just either didn't care or didn't take the time to care to realize that, you know, five, seven is five, seven. I also though should probably start lying. like on dating apps. I should say five, nine, right? Like Dude, I shouldn't say I five, seven. Kill. I would kill to be five seven. Fuck you, dude. It's not. Just give me a couple more great. inches. Five five's tough. Five five's tough. And I know I just said how like I'm I'm okay with it, but five five's tough. We but like if the two of us are standing next to each other, I don't think anybody would look at us and be like, oh, no. they're different heights. Like, well, it's the same thing as like that's if I'm standing like, next to somebody that's like five ten. I don't think that it's like a yeah. you know it's not a super five, noticeable. Ten, five ten five ten next to me is 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 noticeable. It's it's noticeable. But like I, somebody like Ryan Canella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ryan Cannell is short. OG uh, guest on on the the show, yeah. guest number one, and artist of our uh, a podcast art. Yep. Um, he he's like five seven. He's like your height, and him and I are are relatively close. I like to give him a hard time because I'm like, dude, you're really short, and he's like, fuck you, I'm taller than you. I'm like, bro, you're not taller than me by much. You're pretty fucking short. <laughs> but I I don't know. It is what it is. But um. I, I didn't. How do we? How do we get on this tangent? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But I do. I do have a serious like on a dating app. Should I change my height? That's that's the question. Like, should I say five nine? Because I'm brutally honest. For the most part, I am brutally honest. Let me double check because now you're making me question if I've got if I'm a, if a I'm being completely. I, I mean, I like to be pretty truthful. I'm looking at my hinge right now. Uh, social cause I care about mental health awareness. That's not yep. wrong. That's true. That's, Very that's true. true. Uh, age 28. That's true. That's true. Two Man, for two. True. Three for three. Okay. So I, I do lie. I'm going to out myself here. I do. What lie. Do you say? I, I, I got five, six on here. That's I'm not okay. I'm but not if you're five, wearing six. shoes. Oh, but you never wear shoes. You always wear flips. So I only go on dates in the winter time. So I have to. Yeah, there, it is. there it is. There it is. I love that. I love that. I, I actually, I respect that strategy. <laughs> I, yeah, I only, I only go on dates in the winter. It's been like 17 million winters, but whatever. Yeah, dude. I, but yeah, it is. Um, It's one of those actually hold on. So time out. Oh, I haven't actually, I haven't looked at this in a while, like my own profile in a while. Okay. These prompts on Hinge are something else. Like this one has uh, this one oh, that I'm using. Terrible, yeah. A shower thought I recently had. This is the one I'm using. 
If your shirt is tucked into your pants, then when it isn't, does does that just mean your pants are tucked into your shirt? Uh, that's not an original thought. I ripped that off from the fucking internet. Um, this one though, my most rational, my most irrational fear: clowns. But I feel like that's super rational. Clowns suck. No one likes them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's what's your and, third? And for the most part, all uh, the third was the social cause I care about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and for the most part, and for the most part, uh, all these pictures are relatively. Like I think the oldest picture is probably this one of me and my mom at an angel game. And it's from 2018. But this one of me working from 2019, uh, this one of me and this cute kid, not my kid. Um, <laughs> it's shameless. It's it's shameless. I'm going to make my username little kid lover. That way everyone knows where my priorities yeah. are. <laughs> This one's from Fourth of July this year. Uh, I used one of them from the uh, from a merch photo shoot that we did. Uh, I've got another one from when we hit golf balls off of the Wait, what about, uh, deck. What about the ones? What about the one that I sent you that I took the candid of you with your foot up on the post when we oh, went down to our? I think I think that's on Bumble. Hold on, because that's that was a. I, I mean, that's probably the best picture that I've ever taken, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I use that on Bumble. I use that one on Bumble. It's crushed. pretty good. Like mid, like legitimate smile, not like faux smile. Like you were mid-belly laugh. Like it was it was good. For somebody that like I like to goof off and laugh and joke around a lot, like I, I don't have – like when I pose a smile, it, it looks very fake. Yeah. Like I have to – it has to be uh, – it has to be candid. I also lie on Bumble here. Damn it! About what? Five six. Oh wait, hold on. Can I tell you? Can I tell you my prompts on Hinge? Yeah, I, yeah. Go for I think it. they're they're somewhat they're somewhat embarrassing and they are a little bit pandery. Um, That's so all dating a, apps are, though. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You dating apps right. are all pandering. Um, so one is a teach me something about. That's the prompt, and I say. <laughs> the things you're passionate about, unless you're passionate about boring stuff, then just tell me everything there is to know about your hometown. But I mean that. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> like it's clever. I, it's funny. Like, I, and I also I do mean that. Whereas, like, I'm I'm interested about things that other people are passionate about that I don't know about. Like, fill me in. Like, fill those yeah. knowledge gaps. So, second one is the prompt is we're the same type of weird if. This one is, again, it's true. It's completely true. I say karaoke is an ideal night out. Shout out karaoke bars. Uh, you dance in the shower. That I don't know if we've ever talked about. I'm not so much a singer in the shower, but I do dance a lot in the shower. Anyway, uh, and you make subconsciously make entirely too many pop culture references. I do that. And like I think it used to say The Office, like entirely too many The Office references. But now with TikTok, I make just as many TikTok references. And also I realize that I make a lot of Vine references. So I just change it to pop culture again, so as to be truthful. And then the third is uh, what I order for the table. And you can attest to this because I'm pretty sure I did this when I was down at Myrtle. But I said nachos, wings, fried pickles. Those are the apps that I go to. And every bucket special on the menu. Like if you, if I'm somewhere where there's a bucket special, I'm gonna order it, and I think we did that with Claws a couple times, uh, or maybe it was Bud Light Seltzers. Either way, it was Bud Light Seltzers. 
But that's good though. I like those because of what it tells you. It's like, hey, if we go out for a Sunday fun day, like we're going to have a good time. I think it's great that you took the office out. I was talking to a friend of mine and she told me that having the office, any office reference in your dating profile, like don't fucking do that. Don't put a date like the office because it's not a personality trait. And it's like, I get it. Like, and I was guilty of that. Like I, and I love the office and I'll quote it all the time or do that with Seinfeld. Um, but like, you got to have something more than that. It's very surface level. It's very fake or not fake, but uh, lazy. It's very lazy. Um, I, I think yours are good though. I think yours are good. The, just dating apps in general are hard as hell. They're so freaking hard. They're tough. Hold on actually. So I just went on my Bumble to check my, what my profile looked like there. Let me see if I have anything stupid. <laughs> okay, so I actually I like my my bubble prompt better. If I'm being real with you, um, so the the prompt is I quote too much from, and I say vines R.I.P. Sweet Prince with the crying emoji. I like that. I like that. That's good. Uh, this one again is truth. It's the prompt is my third grade teacher described me as. <laughs> I don't know when I did these, but this is pretty good. Why don't I get more bubble matches? It's probably my pictures, huh? It's just how I look. Um, my third grade teacher described me as a distraction, but a distraction beyond my years. Seventh grade distraction levels. Such a mature distraction. What? Were you high when you did this? I, I was probably real drunk, if I'm being honest. Like I was probably sitting on somebody's porch when I, when I made this profile. That's um, awesome. If I'm thinking about it. And then... Uh, favorite quality in a person. Wow. Okay. I think this is also pandery, but it's also true. Say tipping at least 20%. Like regardless, yeah. like even if you have terrible, terrible service, like tip at least 20%. And I, I believe that. Um, I tip also 15. that's, I mean like, okay, 15 is also not, I tip terrible. more than 10. I tip like, I won't tip less than 10. I rarely tip at 10. It's typically 15. I deliver I pizzas why, for too I many years, but I, I typically, I typically do that. But that's good. That's a good prompt, though, because you know that people. It's like what were what were we talking about? I think this was an earlier episode. I can't remember, but we were talking about how like you have to be nice, like you have to be a decent human being to civil servants, like people in the restaurant. Like if if I'm on a date with somebody and they don't do that, it's just like, ugh, you know, like automatic turn off like i don't like that if you're rude to people oh it was a societal norms episode yep, yeah 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 yeah. so back to that yeah like if you're just if you're just a, a jerk to people like I, I i don't fucks with that yeah well that, i mean yeah i think that uh like i think that um i forget who says it like i think it's either a tv show or a comedian or somebody but it's it's been repeated like if you're out with somebody and somebody treats like employees of the establishment that you're patronizing as lesser than like, that's how they treat people. Like that's not an, that's not a, an isolated incident. Like if you can't have it's just who they like, are. Yeah. Like if you can't have respect for people that are doing their jobs, like quite literally just doing their jobs, especially if it's menial tasks, like I guarantee you there are very few people that are working hourly positions because they love what they do. And those people I love more than most. 
like if I'm being quite like when I worked at a grocery store in high school and, and you know, through the first couple of years of college, my favorite people that, that I worked with were the people that took pride in working at the grocery store. Like to them, there was no difference between doing what they did and being a neurosurgeon, because if they were the best at what they did, then nobody could be better than them. Like I respect the fuck out of that. Uh, and shout out to my boy, Andy. I haven't talked to him in like 10 years, but I work with this dude, Andy at Harris Teeter in Durham. And if he, for some reason, ever listens to this podcast, I want him to know that he's probably my favorite coworker ever. Like he, he loved what he did. And there were people that treated all of us that worked there like shit sometimes. And it was just like, it's like, why? Like, what's the purpose? So yeah, but I, th- I do think that's a truism. Like if you're out with somebody and they can't treat a waiter, waitress, bartender, um, you know, person behind the desk, concierge with some sort of decent, you know, baseline human respect, fuck that person, leave them there. If you drove, make them pay for their own Uber home, those kinds of things, um, because they deserve to be treated like shit if they treat other people like shit. So that's my soapbox moment for the episode. Uh, but I didn't say segue at all. So <laughs> you didn't. You haven't. You haven't. One of these episodes, we're going to get through a whole a whole show without me cursing or you saying segue. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. One of these. Uh, um, speaking of, are you having any luck on your uh, on your with your profiles? Uh, yeah. Um, especially since I came back home. Um, that was a humble brag. That was the most nonchalant cocky. Yeah. That was such a cocky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, was it? Can I, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, having, I mean, I guess I'm having, no, I'm I sorry. I'm I, was having checking, I was checking, I was yeah. checking my fantasy football lineup and it was depressing. So I think that that tone came out. Like I just, I, it's, it's not going well <laughs> for me right now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess I'm having success. I mean, it's tough, but when I moved back home, just everybody was swiping right. Uh, well, no, it's just I think it's just new area. It's a wider, it's a bigger pool um, than Daytona. But actually, uh, let me ask you. So this this girl, very interestingly, actually, it says her occupation is chief operating officer at sports management, which is extraordinarily vague. Right, like that's super vague. COO, um, but at sports management, like, so like I, I know most people that work for the Bulls. She definitely doesn't work for the Bulls. Maybe the Mudcats. I don't know very many people that work for the Mudcats, or maybe one of the collegiate properties around here. I don't know. Chief operating officer at sports management. Anyway, we'll circle back to that. I'll ask her. She said two truths and a lie, which, if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't love because I think it's pretty generic. Like, be more creative, which leads me to think that she's not in minor league baseball because I think that she would have to have a more creative brain than that to succeed. So maybe it's a collegiate property. Uh, Either way. I mean, not just minor league. Like, you you would think, you would hope that somebody in sports would have be more creative than that. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so anyway. but So, okay, two truths and a lie. Lay it on me is what she says. So I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. I'm going to play the game. What are two truths and a lie that I should say? Um, well, first off, don't mention anything about the podcast. No, 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 never, never. That would be the death <laughs> sentence. Yeah, no, never. <laughs> don't mention anything about that. If my mom hates it as much as she does, I definitely don't want to love interest hearing it. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> Real quick, my uh, high school baseball coach texted me the other day. Oh, and he said, no. uh, he was like, hey, I, I stumbled upon 
your snapbacks and interviews podcast he like actually named it by name and uh he was like just wanted to give you props like i'm not much of a a tweeter or an instagrammer but wanted to give you props glad you're doing well that's awesome holy smokes i i it made my day i was like yo coach that's so cool like i appreciate it i i did put in there i was like i don't take it very seriously i goof off a lot like hopefully it just makes people laugh like (laughs) i'm not like i I know what i am you know and 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 i'm just i try to be just a big old goofball um but uh i thought that was pretty cool and it was also number one i thought it was cool but two i was like yikes um and i don't know why yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't him i love the fact that he saw that and and that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, more just, like people. Like I forget. Like even though it's small, people have listened to this, and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. ah, I put that mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and quite honestly, I don't know what the process is to remove everything. Like if we needed to take everything down in a heartbeat, I don't know how easy that is. So we we might be screwed. But that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I thought you were. Well, I thought you were going to go a different direction there. I thought that you were going to go, he went the similar route as my mom, which was, I can't believe you're doing this. This is terrible. So that's great to hear that he was happy for you. Like, that's awesome. If if he wasn't, like, if he had heard it and was like, I don't like, like, he would tell me. Like, he's one of those straight up, like, bang, he'll tell you, Um, which is fine. I'm still waiting to see if my mom will ever kind of tune in um i I don't know if she i don't know if she will she's seen my instagram stories when i promote a new show but i don't think she knows enough about stuff to figure out how to listen um and to be honest i'm not even entirely sure she would know what a podcast is so we'll we'll see she hasn't mentioned anything and uh but but uh where were we going with this oh yeah 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 the two 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 truths and a lie oh yeah 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 Um, yeah, yeah um I think one, I mean, the, the, the lie has to be, I think you have to go all funny. Okay. They all can be funny. Like if funny stuff has happened to you, (sighs) like you can make that into a truth, um, or at least interesting to where you can start a conversation. So like for me, if it were me, I would probably say, uh, two truths and a lie. One, one would be, uh, I've worked on a movie set. Another one. Another one would be okay, okay. Uh, another one would be I was on a TV show. And then a third would be uh, uh, I'm a published author. Oh okay, so can so I tell not you- all outrageous, not all outrageous to where you really know, but enough to where you could have a conversation follow. So one of mine is also, like if if I'm being serious, so this is so two things, three things really. One, that is very good, and it's much better than any answer I've ever given to two truths and a lie because of all the reasons that you just said. Also, it's three very interesting things. Two, I think that the first one is your lie. I think that you have been in a TV show, and I think that you're a published author. Three. I also have always said, like in professional settings and in other settings, like friendly settings, I've always said, I've always used, I am a published author in Two Truths and a Lie. So that's interesting that we have one in common. Can, was I right or was I wrong? So you were wrong. Um, the published author is the lie. Oh, not a published author. really? 
I have worked on a movie set. I worked on Moneyball when it was being filmed oh. at Blair Field. Oh my so, god. Yeah, so when they were filming uh, Moneyball, they used, and I know you've seen Moneyball, but if people haven't, there's the spring training scenes in Moneyball that are filmed at Blitterfield in Long Beach, yep. which is the baseball stadium that is right across the street from my high school. It's where Long Beach State plays. I worked at Long Beach State. Uh, I worked on the grounds crew. And by contract, once the university took over the stadium from the city of Long Beach, by contract, uh, it was any anything that happens at the stadium there has to be at least two of our grounds guys there. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Just for whatever. So logical. Yeah, Blairfield gets used for a ton of shit. Uh, like it's it was it was uh, it was in Space Jam. It's where Michael Jordan is playing minor league ball. That's yeah. Blairfield. Uh, it's where, been where, used uh, in Newman leans over the dugout. Yes, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. Um, it's been used in like Dick's commercials. It's been used in, I mean, anything. It was used in, I think, The Ugly Truth. It was in The Ugly Truth. Like it's it's in a lot of shit. If you look it up, you can see it. But Moneyball, the spring training scenes are, are, are filmed there. So I got to work on that. I got pulled. We, we drew names out of a hat. There's like 12, 15 of us on the staff. And uh, since it was a movie, like instead of just picking, everyone wanted to work it, obviously. 15 hour days, yada, yada, yada. Also, it's a fucking movie. Um, <laughs> so we drew names out of the hat and I was one of the names. So I got to work on Moneyball, um, got it's to meet so Philip Seymour cool. Hoffman. Oh, I got to see, uh, love love him, by the way, RIP. Uh, got to see Brad Pitt, got to see Jonah Hill, got to see um, uh, Chris Pratt. Like it was a really cool, it was a really cool experience. Uh, the second one is I was on a episode of the Travel Channel's uh, something about um, water water slides or water parks. They came to Myrtle and did a episode at Myrtle Waves, no free ads, but Myrtle Waves here in town. <laughs> and they reached out to the team. This was in 2016. They had reached out to the team and they're like, do players want it? Can players be on this? This was in like the end of the year or something in August. And they're like, well, we don't have any players that can do this but we're still interested. Would you take some staff members? And they were like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so it was me and two other guys. And then one of the guys uh, girlfriend, now wife, uh, who us four did it. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we got to be on an episode of the travel channel. Um, it was bizarre. Uh, and I think it started like raining and we got a storm that came in. So like they had to cut it early, but like, I never actually watched the episode. Um, okay, but, so, uh, but yeah, so do, I was, do we um, need to host an inter or a, a snapbackers? No, watch party no we, don't have, we, don't, we don't have to find. We don't have to find that. They made us like, they made us like set up like lines and stuff, and like it was it was weird. It was so weird. I but it was like it. But my point is, my point is not to brag about all this stuff. But my point is that like if I say that. Those are conversations, like those are conversation starters, which is ultimately where you're trying to get. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I well, so yeah, so no, I think I think that you're right, and I'm not kidding at all. I, at the very least, if we don't watch it as a group, I would like to see that episode. And it's crazy to me that you haven't seen that episode, and that's awesome. No, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, the, I've seen a screenshot of it. I've seen a picture from it. Um, I think somebody sent me a snap and they're like, Oh my God, you're on the, but I've never actually seen the, seen the episode. Um, so the, 
the Tortugas GM, Jim, uh, and close personal friend of the program, Paul, uh, were in an episode of House Hunters. So I don't know, depending on the viewing audience, it may be as prestigious or not as prestigious as the Travel Channel. But um, Jim and his wife were buying their house in Daytona Beach uh, and did it on House Hunters. And they similarly, it sounds like, came to the ballpark to film like, this is what Jim does during the day. He's the general manager of a ball club. And obviously they don't want to like get him making sales calls, which is what the job actually entails, right? So like they have him like walking around the field, like, you know, pointing at just random things, you know, and that kind of <laughs> shit. So they needed a they needed a quote unquote groundskeeper, but it was in the off season, so the grounds crew wasn't there. So Paul, was who's our director of ticket sales, no, it wasn't me, it's was Paul. So Paul though put on a shirt and like pretended to be the groundskeeper. So when I finally watched the episode, like it was very cool to see Jim and his wife, like on TV, like finding their house. I think that's, that's neat. But my favorite part was seeing Paul with like a shovel in his hand. Like everybody knows that like a use of a shovel on a baseball field, like it's usually not like a metal shovel. It's a scooping shovel. Yeah, it's um, a shovel. Yeah, like when you're using a metal shovel, it's usually not great. And if it's just like a random Tuesday in the off season, you don't really want like unless you're doing a renovation, you don't really want one. But he's just like holding one and just like walking around with it. And I might not remember that correctly, but it was it's great. Um, so I I really and truly do want to see that episode because um, that's that's amazing. Uh, and shout out Travel Channel, no free ads, but shout out. Um, yeah. Okay, so so here's mine. Here are the three that I usually do, and I'll let you. Obviously, yours are way better, so I need to improve mine before I respond to this. But uh, I do say I'm a published author. Um, I say that I have been to four continents. Okay. And I say that I have five siblings. That one's probably the one that needs to come out because there's nowhere to go with that. Yeah. I like the continents one. So we'll start with the good ones. I like the continent one because okay. that, that's a good conversation starter because like, yeah. Yeah. say she travels a lot and then she's like, Oh, well I've been, where, where have you been to Australia? Yeah. I've been to Australia. Like, and you guys can talk about it. Common ground. Yada, yada. I think you have to say something along the lines of, I, the, 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 the five brothers and like the five brothers and sisters thing is that that's a little, it's lame. Like, have to go a little deeper you have to go one level deeper but without being super deep you know i that's weird that's a weird i'm saying it out loud and that sounds fucking stupid um but you know what i mean like you just like it's got to be it's got to be a little deeper yeah yeah no i agree and also there's nowhere to go with it so okay hold on let me think well i don't how many tattoos do you have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There you go. I have seven tattoos. Interesting. Okay, so that was one of the truths. So it, yeah, would, that, be a truth, like, it would be a truth replacing a truth. Yeah. So you could say I have seven tattoos because think about it this. If, if she goes, oh, you have seven tattoos, that's really cool. Like, I'd love to see them. You'd be like, oh, well, you can come see them tonight if you want in Good my call. basement. Shut the fuck up. With no furniture. With, with no furniture. <laughs> with, with, in, my, in my basement with no furniture, with my one red chair and with, one outlet. With, with no with, with no furniture and 
uh, bare concrete walls like a dungeon. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, yeah, you're right. Uh, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's a good one. Also, as of hopefully our next episode, seven will be a lie. Ooh. Because I'm getting eight. Ooh, would you like yeah. to share? Um, not yet, because the artist responded to my request with, this is a tough one, LOL. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Not what you want to hear. Not quite what I was going for. It's it's not the ideal response, right? Like, ideally, you would hear, oh, my God, this is awesome. I'm so excited to work on this. Uh, he hit you with the LOL. <laughs> yeah, not this is a tough one, LOL. So, um, but uh, hopefully everything will work out. If that one doesn't, that's fine. Uh, I've got a, a friend that will be able to draw the artwork for it, and I'll just go with the artwork prepared. And I've got a backup plan, so it will be eight no matter what. But I just don't know which one it's going to be. I have a running list in my phone. Uh, and I think I can credit uh, former guest Luke Johnson for that. Um, Ooh, just that. like our, our conversation really got my mind, uh, moving. Um, so yeah, I have, I have a list. So, but, but I am getting a new one, which is super fun. That's big time. I'm happy for you. Um, not to completely change subjects, but I'm going to completely change subjects here. Cause I really want to ask you about this. Yeah. Have you seen these stories about the metal monoliths that keep popping up all over the place? All yes. over the country. And and I saw it might have been you. Was it you that said the, the marketing campaign thing? The what? So I saw a tweet that and that I agreed with. It was like, okay, the monolith has ended up in wherever the new city is or whatever. And somebody was like, All right, can we fast forward to the, the reveal of whatever this marketing campaign is? No, 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 no. It's fucking aliens, dude. <laughs> Fuck you and your marketing campaign. This shit's fucking aliens. And if you don't think it's not aliens, you're a simpleton. This is this is fucking aliens. A hundred fucking percent. I have never been more sure about anything in my life. Aliens exist. They're coming for us. The end of times is near. And if you don't like – there's zero – there's no – there's nothing I – like I don't – okay. Uh, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Like I'm not okay. huge on conspiracies. However, however, uh-huh. there are a couple that I that I do truly in my heart's heart believe in. Uh, one being that Avril Lavigne is dead and she was replaced by a clone named Melissa. And two, aliens absolutely fucking exist and the government knows about it. They're just not telling us. Okay, so here's my response to those. First and foremost. Avril Lavigne is not dead, and I need you to wipe that away from your mind forever. Two, the existence of aliens is no longer a conspiracy. It is a fact. Like, it's just a fact, and I'm not no, no, trying no, no. to be that guy. The conspiracy about the government knowing and lying to us oh, and trying oh, to pretend oh. everything's fine. Like, everything is not fine. The, like, the, the fucking Navy, aliens, dude. The Navy released the videos of, like, their fighter pilots in, like, May, like, as the pandemic was, was you know, hitting its high yeah. point. Yeah. And how and, come we're not talking about that? Yeah. How yeah, come yeah, we're yeah. not talking about that? How come because no one followed up on this? How come we, uh, the, the president just kind of put, tucked it away because – and I, a, lot of that, a lot of COVID because COVID happened. But yeah. we need to start talking about this more because – Also ask ourselves who the president was. But, yeah, I mean that's fine. I mean if there's any president that 
would be the perfect person to be in the White House for when the aliens attack. Like it from a pure chaos standpoint, it's fucking this one. I like, agree with that, but I don't think he had would, anything personal to gain from it, which I think was ultimately where the decisions were coming from. But I agree that, yes, it should have been a story. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me that, that we, we had multiple. It wasn't just one video. It was multiple videos of quite literal UFOs, right? In the literal term, they were unidentified flying objects. And nobody's talking about it. Yeah. We need yeah. to talk about this It's stuff. crazy. It is crazy. I'll, I, I 100% agree with you. It is insane. Also, Avril Lavigne is absolutely dead. Avril Lavigne is absolutely dead. You, you want to know the, the dead singer that I believe is Paul McCartney. I think it's Fall McCartney. I think I think Fall, F-A-U-L, fake Paul McCartney is... Uh, no, that's yeah. not fake Paul McCartney. I've yeah, seen... Fall I've McCartney. Seen, I know. I've seen Paul McCartney play a couple of times. No, no, no. He, he, died, he, he died in the 60s. No, like, that's, yes. that's the same Paul McCartney. No, he was replaced with an identical Paul McCartney. No, uh, yeah. There's no identical that one I believe. McCartney. No. No. Absolutely not. I believe it 100%. Dude, Avril Lavigne and this Melissa chick, have they have two different faces. They're two different people. Wait, so you're telling me – okay, hold on. I'm Googling this because I think I know what Avril Lavigne looks like. The, the, if you Google this shit – Wait, the are, you telling me that, that, are you telling me that – Disputable. Are you telling me that that it was fake Avril Lavigne that married Chad Kroger? Uh, I think or was that real? No, no, Avril no, 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 no. Real Avril Lavigne did. Real Avril Lavigne died in, uh, I believe it was six. Oh my god! When 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 was it? Because uh, okay, yeah, in two thousand. Sorry, two thousand three, not two thousand six. Two thousand three. She was replaced by a lookalike, and and it, they're not perfect. They're not perfectly identical, and I that's can't find, why it's and that's why it's undisputed. Evidence, I can't find a single. I can't find a single reputable source that has any information here. It's all like the Guardian and like publications like that, like tabloids. Have you ever seen Men in Black? Of course. That is where all the real news comes from, is the tabloids. Stop it. <laughs> that You're telling me Bat Boy was real? Do you remember Bat Boy? Yeah, I remember Bat Boy. Dude, because the only time I would ever see those was when I was in – or when I was in grocery store lines with my mom. And I just remember seeing Bat Boy, you know, like all over the cover of like, you know, uh, I can't even remember the name, like The Sun. And uh, yeah, dude, insane. Uh but this is interesting because Bush did 9-11, obviously. We don't even need to talk about that. That's not even oh a conspiracy. My God. That's a real thing. But it's interesting that you think oh Avril Lavigne is dead. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Ha- hashtag. Ha- it's, it's only fun if it's a hashtag. Hashtag Bush did 9-11 is an all-time Twitter hashtag. Dude, you want to go down some fucking rabbit holes on the internet? obviously god bro no i'm I'm just saying like if you want to go down some rabbit holes you do that shit and fuck man uh no i i i can imagine um i can imagine here's a, a somewhat related but somewhat unrelated question who was your like guilty pleasure musician like growing up like when you were like 
late elementary school, middle school, like when it still really, really mattered, like if you were cool or not, like quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, cool. Like who mm. was your guilty pleasure? Like the, the CD that you had in the CD player that you would not truthfully say was in your CD player. I don't, uh, what age, like, what age is this? I don't, I mean, cause I, I think that like, especially in like middle school, like when the Backstreet Boys. So it's like NSYNC, 2005 or so. 2000. Yeah. Like three, four, five, like, yeah. Two, two, three, four, five, maybe. Okay. Do that. Okay. Uh, well, 2002, I was still in elementary school. I was just finishing elementary school. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So like that era though. Um, I, I don't know if it was like, a. I don't know if it was like a, a full album, but like I know that there were songs that I really thought were bops that I didn't, that I don't know if I was like rushing to the front of the line to tell everybody that I loved them. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you mine. It was Lil Romeo. Oh my God. I completely forgot about Lil Romeo. Yeah. So Lil Romeo was like not an artist for boys, you know, like he, he catered to like the tween girl crowd like yeah, that was his thing yeah but he had some fucking bangers if we're being honest um I and mean, also I, like master p was his dad and like my mom wouldn't let me buy master p albums but she would let me buy little romeo cds you know i mean i i grew up fucking loving Sync and backstreet boys um obviously like britney spears like mm-hmm. this song's just bopped yep. uh christina aguilera and shit like that um I don't know. I think one of the one, the, like one of the first ones. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. And okay. I don't back then when I was that age. Yes. Probably guilty pleasure. Now, if you try to tell me that this album doesn't bop, you fuck out of my face. But songs about Jane Maroon five. Correct. Came out in 2000. That was probably 2003, 2004. Um, Maybe even 2002. I don't know. It was early. It was early. But that album, that <laughs> album slapped. And I listened to a lot of that in middle school. What was the, um, oh, fuck. What was the MTV show where they would like run into guys' houses and like pull them out unexpectedly? And then there'd be a girl or run into girls' houses and then there'd be a guy that like went into their like house and like looked around. That's cops bro no not cops not cops not cops um hold on give me room raiders room raiders dude okay so uh adam levine was on the celebrity room raiders and i didn't realize it but like this girl that they found who was like the contestant or whatever like went through adam levine's room and then went through like three other guys rooms like like the show is and I know who what Adam Levine looks like, right? So, like, as a kid, I'm looking like, oh, he's the lead singer of Maroon 5. Like, she will be loved and all their, like, original songs, like, their first songs and shit. Off that album, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, at the end of the show, like, I'm sitting there. I've watched this entire show. And the host is like, all right, like, we're going to call her Abby just for argument's sake. Like, all right, Abby, you've looked through all of Maroon 5's rooms. And I remember sitting there like, Wait a fucking second. These motherfuckers <laughs> are Maroon 5? <laughs> this, this is what Maroon 5 looks like? Like, what they are we doing? They tricked me. <laughs> they fooled me. 
Oh, dude, it, it was it was it was a great episode because I and I remember the the joke. The drummer was the one that won. Like, so the drummer's room got picked. And uh, he made this joke, like something along the lines of, uh, well, usually it's the lead singer that gets all the girls, so it's nice for the drummer to win one. And then, like, they zoomed in on Adam Levine's face, and he, you know, like, made a funny face. And I was, like, a, you know, a child that got a kick out of that moment. So, anyway. <laughs> the Fray mm. would probably be another one. I just came, that just came to my mind now. The Fray. How to Save um, a Life. Yeah, whatever album that one was, I, I think it has it had something, and it was surrounded by like uh, old like light bulbs or whatever. Like you know what I'm talking about? It's a yes. it's a brown album cover. There's something that's surrounded by light bulbs, like old old like yellow lights, and it's illuminating something. I don't know what it's what it's around, uh, <laughs> but that album and and how to save a life is on that. Cable cars on that. That out. Al- that's sad boy music. That shit's sad boy music. So you want to know this one? I had I had pushed so far down into the depth of my memory just because I think I was internally embarrassed about it as well. But but you saying that just cued it in my head for whatever reason. Uh, so it's Michael Bublé. Oh, <laughs> Michael Bublé is a gangster, bro. <laughs> but dude, like I remember, like when when the album came out. I can't remember what it was called, but it had that song "Everything" on it. So, like, everything was a single that came out like years before. But I remember bumping that album nonstop. I mean, all the time. Um, and I don't think I ever told anybody that, right? Because like, you don't want to be like the teenager who's listening to Michael Bublé. I don't care if you were a girl or a boy or whatever. Like, you don't want to be a teenager listening to Michael Bublé under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> We had an intern. Had an intern. Uh, what was it? Last year, two years ago, last year. Um, Austin Shone. Shout out Austin Shoney. Um, who? Uh, so we do like a talent show. It's part of like the orientation week. Um, like we cap it on a Friday with a talent show in the afternoon. Yeah. And whole staff gets. We all go down to the clubhouse. We have some drinks. We're just hanging out, and we ho- like we put on a talent show for for the uh, the interns or the seasonal assistants, and they can do whatever they want. Like we've had people, we've had people do. They've read. They've like recited the entire Constitution from memory and shit like that. Um, Holy or, shit. or like Bill of Rights, something intense like that. Uh, we had one kid who pulled out his iPad turned on the fireplace app and then just read poems like out of a book, uh, like for a fireside chat, like shit, like whatever. Um, I love it. One kid last year did, uh, he was a DJ. He did DJing. So he actually did a set for us. Like people get it, like people, it's pretty cool. Um, but Austin shown. So this was not last year, but the year before I can't remember. Um, he's saying, uh, still haven't, what what's the Michael Bublé song? Still haven't uh, left you yet, or something like that. Uh, just haven't met you yet. Just haven't met you yet. He yeah. sang that, and he wow. fucking crushed it. Crushed it. It was like he so can actually tight. sing. Yeah, and he Damn. sang it, and he, he it was yeah. Haven't met you yet. Crushed it. Awesome. It was a lot I, of fun, dude. If that's so, that, that's like. It's a different question than like if you could have one superpower, what would it be? But it's like if you could have one talent, what would oh, it be? I'd love to be able to sing. Singing, singing. It's it's one hundred percent singing. It's so like you you can use it every day, 
literally every day of your life, if you could, if you're a great singer, you could sing every day. Like it's man. Uh, yeah. See, now I'm just jealous of people that can sing. Yeah. No, no, no. I would love, I would love to be able to sing, especially like, and I, I shit on the people that pull out a guitar and like strum and like sing a song and all the girls are swooning. Um, but honestly, it's just because I'm jealous. Uh, I would love to be able to do that. Then maybe, maybe I'd have better luck on the old bumble and, uh, hinge machines, but alas, the old bumble and hinge machines. Um, that they are machines, dude. We're just cogs in the machine. That's all we are. So oh, wait, God, okay. We, we we didn't we? we we didn't finish talking about these um the big metal uh, things though because it is it is actually crazy. Whatever they're the fucking the, aliens. What, they're what, fucking aliens. Are they titanium? Like, do we know what they actually are? No, no clue. Man, metal. They're metal. But yeah, like if. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Like what, what would happen if it was, you know, like Caesar's casino, like announcing a new opening or something like that. Yeah. But they go from Utah to Romania. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, ah, dude, I don't know. I have a million thoughts about it and none of them are smart enough for me to say out loud. That's, that's the other hard truth of all this is like in college, I got obsessed with that Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, you know, the, the most astounding fact, I'm sure you've seen the video, you know, yeah. like, but somebody yeah, asked yeah, me yeah. like, what's the most thing? And you know, the, the, you know, same carbon atoms that, you know, it, you know, were birthed at the big bang or the same carbon atoms that we're made of, or the same carbon atoms that dinosaurs were made out of and all this stuff like matter cannot be created and destroyed. So like when he looks up at the sky, he feels big rather than small because he knows he's part of the universe and all that kind of shit. Right. And I got obsessed with it because I, I wanted to believe that like, and I wanted to have that mindset and I tried to start to like find commonalities between, you know, like me and like perceived life elsewhere. So like, I definitely believe aliens are real, but I also don't think that like, like Stonehenge can be explained. Uh, Easter Island can be explained. The pyramids can be explained. Like some of these things that, that people point to with conspiracies are just like, it's pretty simple to, to just look back and realize that humans did it. I just want to know what these pieces of metal are and why they're coming. And if it's aliens, like, great, tell us why. But if it's a marketing campaign, also, great, tell us why. <laughs> I refuse to let you influence my belief that these are, in fact, aliens and or not aliens and just a marketing scheme. I refuse <laughs> to believe that. Give me something, man. Give me something. I don't have much going on in my life right now been a shit year i just want to believe in something and i'm going to believe that aliens are coming and taking us away because i'll be the first to sign up take me away get me out of here i'm over it how do you spell descendant by the way uh d-e-s-c-e-d-n-t damn it yeah no you got it really yeah you got it that's one of those words i i just i was thinking about like i I have some words that i'm never able to spell like the first time i saw a a tiktok about like you can never spell restaurant the 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 right way on your first try i was like holy shit that's right and there are other words descendant is one that i always struggle with i always struggle with it i don't i cannot spell like out loud and that is shocking that i got that right uh i had it was like uh, i don't know maybe it was like a month ago I don't know what happened, but I could not, for the life of me, spell 
anything. And I'm talking not even <laughs> hard words. I'm talking like I couldn't spell anything. And I was constantly typing words into Google. And like, cause I would, I started having to do that when my spell check wouldn't work. Like I beat the spell check, like the red, the red little line at that point was just like, fuck if we know, I, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, so I'd have to like type it into Google and, uh, I don't know. It was like a span of like two weeks where I, I, it just, it, my productivity went to a halt because I could not spell. Like I, I couldn't spell words like clearly or like not train. I could spell train, but like clearly or night or specific, just like fucking words where it's like, dude, you're 28 years old, figure it out. And I couldn't spell anything. I don't know. I just, it was like, I had a stroke for two weeks. That's interesting. Like I, um, I, uh, I'm a creature of habit and I, I, I rely on a lot of muscle memory, both like my brain and then other muscles to, to do work for me. So like I type very quickly, but I only use my pointer, middle and thumb. Like I, I don't use my ring finger or pinkies. Like I'm, I'm a six weird. finger typer, but I'm fucking firing on all cylinders. So That's we could, weird. we could be having a full conversation and I'm typing like, especially if it's, um, like a sales message that I've typed a million times over, uh, you know, like hope this email finds you well, dude, I could type hope this email finds you well a million <laughs> times in 10 minutes. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> or, no, it, it don't find it, me well. Let me, let me know if you need anything else, comma, thanks so much, comma, Austin, you know, it can do that oh, in, in my sleep. Thanks so much. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, oh, <laughs> but let, let me let me know what works well for you the, thanks yeah. so much i will follow up next week thanks so much th- thanks so much here's the file for uh per your last email here's the file attached <laughs> thanks so much email. dude work emails work emails are all like there's there's work emails are just trying to find a way to delete words or add fluff to make them less passive aggressive. That's all work emails are. It's just finding ways to try to stop making yourself as aggressive <laughs> as possible. Like, like, I, like I, I don't know if there's anything more true than adding unnecessary slang and exclamation points in an effort to try to make whatever you're typing to someone sound less aggressive right like uh, have you ever written an email and you look at it and you're just like damn i sound like a fucking dick and so you go in there and you say like gotcha or what's up or you add an exclamation point to thanks so much exclamation point and then hunter or like i don't like i fucking hate writing emails i'm going on rants tonight i'm sorry uh no i like it I like it. And I also think that it is like a very Dickens way to write emails. Like if I'm sending an email to a friend, it's pretty straightforward. It's more like a text than anything. Whereas if I'm sending a work email, it is like almost like I'm getting paid by the word, right? Like you do Mm want to fluff. You do want to throw in the superlatives. I also do struggle with the exclamation points. And I know that I think that's just a millennial thing more than anything is like almost every sentence that I type in an email to me in my mind is like, this needs an exclamation point for sure. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that uh, that Seinfeld episode where uh, Elaine gets in a fight with her boyfriend because he write, he takes a message for her and she gets home and she's like, "Oh, your friend Carrie or whatever had had their baby," 
and like she looks at the note that he wrote down like he took the message down for her um and she's like huh that's kind of weird and she's like what's up and she goes well there's no exclamation point here he's like what do you mean she's like well carrie had her baby like that's exciting like shouldn't that warrant exclamation point he's like uh i i don't know like no like I was just writing down the message and like they get into this huge fight and uh, she works for an edit, uh, like a publishing, like she's an editor for a publishing company. So she's reviewing this manuscript and she gets called in by her boss and they're like, we really want to talk about this last, like these last bits of edit. And they're like reading through it. And every single thing has an exclamation point. Cause she gets so rattled about the fact that like her boyfriend didn't put an exclamation point after uh, the news that her best friend had a baby. And so uh, every time I think of that, I think of that episode and I just saw this. Have you seen one of the latest pieces of content from Delta on Twitter? I don't know. So it, it made its rounds cause it was, it was very good. Like I'm not shitting on it. It was very good, but it was a, uh, it was one of those um, videos where it's like a text message chain. So it's a group chat. And it's talking about uh, – it, 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 they, they tweeted this out on uh, November 20th. And they said, if you need to travel this holiday season, know that we've got you. And it's, uh, it's basically a, a text chain, right? It's a text chain video that they okay. made. And it's the traveler – talking to mom dad and the brother or whatever it is and the mom's like what time's your flight today and the person answers we're boarding now exclamation point brother i'm i'm watching this now and i'm because this this fucking makes me it it made me laugh completely unintentionally what time's your flight today we're boarding now exclamation point please (laughs) tell brother responds please tell me you're not one of those people who crowd the boarding gate crying emoji LOL, all capitalized. LOL, all capitalized. I don't think I've ever texted a human being that does LOL, all capitalized. <laughs> I've never had a conversation with a, a, a real human being that's done that. And then uh, keeps on typing, Delta is actually boarding in groups of 10 so you can stay distance from other people, exclamation point. <laughs> and, then there's, and, then, and then mom responds, is it a full flight? And then this person, the, the the traveler, responds with a video or a picture of it of an empty seat next to the, the the next to them. Nope, got an empty seat next to me! Exclamation point. <laughs> and then mom responds, "I read that Delta is blocking seats through March thirtieth, twenty twenty one." The response: More space to spread out! Exclamation point. Heart emoji. Hands up. Mom, I'm so glad to hear Delta is taking precautions to keep you safe. Brother, the real question, did you still get Biscoff? Response, duh, exclamation point. Oh my gosh. And it came in a cute little bag with with a water bottle and some hand sanitizer. No exclamation point. Uh, Mom responds, save me those cookies. Ha ha reaction. Too late, exclamation point, crying face emoji. About to take off, so I'll talk to you later. Can't wait to see you guys, exclamation point, heart emoji. (laughs) So, okay, first off, first off, this is a great, it's a great piece of content. It's a great piece of content. Like, I'm not shitting. I wanted to make it very clear. I'm not shitting on on this. I thought it was great. Delta as a whole is one of the best social media presence 
of any big brand that I've seen. They do a tremendous job. We talked about it on a, on a previous episode. Delta's catalog that they have in their media center is yeah. fantastic. I yeah. love flying Delta. I will always fly Delta now, especially during COVID. I think what they're doing is great. But the fact that every single message in this fake conversation had an exclamation point, I could not get less distracted from that. I could not get not distracted. All I could see was the exclamation points. And in my head, I'm thinking, no human being ever texts with that exclamation points. Especially. And if somebody, if somebody did to me, <laughs> I'd be like, what, bro? chill out like not everything needs an exclamation point and the only thing i could think of was that episode of seinfeld where elaine gets dumps gets in a breakup with her boyfriend because of the exclamation point and and like it just ruins everything in the rest of the episode and it's hilarious it's a fucking hysterical episode but that video like I love it. I thought it was great, but I just I kept getting distracted by the absurd amount of exclamation points it's, in that also, conversation. Even, <laughs> even if you do use exclamation points like that, you never do it in a family group chat. Like, is there a is there a less likely scenario or a less likely setting to do you know overly emotive texts than in your family group chat? That's when you keep it the shortest and sweetest, right? Like, yep, coming home. Yep, we're flying. Yep, landed. Yep. I, I looked I looked back at my texts with my mom and I had to scroll back like weeks and maybe even months. Like I'm looking at my phone again right now. Okay, the last exclamation point the last exclamation points that I sent her were Sunday, November 15th. When I said Steelers, 9-0, they're a good football team, exclamation point, exclamation, exclamation point. Positive things to root for this year, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm happy, exclamation point, exclamation point. So obviously, like, it's a little bit of a shtick, right? Like, I'm overdoing it. Like, oh my God, like, positive things, I'm happy, yay. And, uh... And then she responded, maybe Super Bowl, question mark, question mark, question mark. So, like, it's a shtick. But outside of that, I have not (laughs) – I haven't used an exclamation point in a long, long time. Um, I'm looking at our text messages. I I don't know if there's been – there hasn't been an exclamation point. Also no LO no, also no LOLs. It's all ha-has. Are you a LOL guy? I'm a lot of those, and I used to not be. And I actually used to hate, hate, hate people that used like R-O-F-O-L, L-M-A-O, those. I have never used R-O-F-L, r- Raffle. I've never used that in a text, and I never plan on it. But I, at this point in my life, am a daily LOL LOL, OL, 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 LMAO user every day. <laughs> Did you ask, like, I kind of fell into this where I would I would do them ironically, and then I they just became part of my vernacular, and it was like, oh, no, <laughs> what have I done? Um, that's, that's, that's funny, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is what it is. Uh, it, it is what it is. That might be the title of this episode. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it's probably time, right? We've been cooking. We've we've been cooking. 
Do we have? Do you have, do you have anything else? Do you have anything else pressing? I, I don't think so. I don't think I have anything pressing. I think really, honestly, this was uh, a full disclosure to the audience. We had no plan for this episode. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell or not. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, we just kind of went definitely. for it. We just kind of went for it. Uh, this one took way too many turns. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, it was good. It was uh, good. I don't. I don't. I actually. I don't know. Um, we didn't do a brew review, but that's fine because I, I was drinking uh, mules for hours before we even started recording so this was a this was an episode this was an episode um but i i don't know hopefully it turns out okay either way thank you guys so much for listening if you have not already subscribe rate review we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we are on uh anchor we're on google podcasts uh if um, any of those are what you listen to your, your, uh, I almost said snapbacks. Any of those are what you listen to your podcasts on. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, we're at interbruce pod. We're also now on Instagram. That's a very exciting new feature that the podcast did not have before. Um, so thank you to Hunter. Um, if we're being honest, he's the, the media guru of the two of us. Um, and, uh, we are on Instagram at Pod, Twitter at Pod. Hunter is at H underscore Hornstein. I'm at under Austin underscore share. Um, good God. So we're going to go ahead and close this out. And if you've made it this far, the only other thing I have left to say is I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. Hey, uh, haven't seen many of those uh, snowflake DMs. Oh. Need to see some more of those. We're not we're, that that don't give up on that keep doing that need some need some i need something i need something i'm tired of i'm tired of just getting fucking nothing in my inbox <laughs> oh god take us home austin that's that's it we're done we're out of here uh we are you know 30 percent of barry bonds falls into play from 2001 to 2004 we'll see ya and remember, <laughs> that was pretty good, if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah, that was good. I'll give you five. That was good. Well done. <laughs> remember, keep your glasses up, your hats backwards, and love yourself as much as we love you. We'll catch you on Monday.